What's up? Welcome into the debut of Fantasy Foes right here. Your boy Corey Parson, the fantasy executive. And the the Met fan, Adam Ronis. Oh, <laughs> Last I checked, your Yankees suck too. So yeah. there should be no bragging rights. But yeah, both our teams suck. Yeah, nah, no doubt about that. Definitely New York baseball not living up to it this year. But you know what? Every August we get a chance to turn the page and start to get ready for America's favorite hobby, that is fantasy football. And I think this is going to be a rather interesting season, Ronis. I'm looking forward to it. So how are you feeling about the upcoming season? Yeah, I mean, very excited, obviously. I've been doing a a ton of best ball drafts. I have an in-person draft this weekend, the Flex Draft, an industry league draft. So I am in the Super Flex League, which I have done now for several years. I enjoy it. I don't do a lot of Super Flex leagues, but it is a little bit different. Uh, had a good year last year in that league. Unfortunately, co-champion because of the whole Bills-Bengals cancellation. Oh. I had Jamar Chase. I was down about 8.2 and a half point PPR. I think I would have won. I know anything could happen, but there was a good chance Chase was going to put up the numbers. They decided co-league champs. I'm not going to argue. So co-champion there. So looking forward to that and obviously a ton of drafts over the next several weeks. From high stakes leagues to home leagues to industry leagues. So it's going to be a lot of fun doing a ton of drafting. We love drafting in August. And then in September, that first waiver wire period, we're like, wait a second, I'm in 15 leagues? Yeah. And then everybody you drafted, you send immediately to the waiver wire. It's funny how that works. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot of work, but we enjoy drafting. And that's why I think best balls have taken off because you can just draft your team and that's it. So. I've been doing a lot of those. I use those as obviously a vehicle to potentially make a profit, but also to get in the habit of drafting. Uh, I'm doing a lot of the slow drafts, though. It's a lot different when you're on the clock and you have a minute to go. Uh, That's a slight adjustment, but it gives you a good idea of the player pool because the best ball drafts are usually longer than the typical drafts. I know you, like myself, uh, we play in a lot of leagues with 20 rounds, which I love. Um, and some of the best ball drafts are usually 20 rounds, some they're uh, along 25 to 30 rounds. But it gives you a good idea of the player pool, the value of players. But you do have to be careful because every site's ADP is really different. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see it even in the high stakes leagues. You know, you got the FFPC with the tight end premium, the FFWC where you see receivers go early. Same with the NFFC, and they have six points for a scoring touchdown. So it's very important to know your league scoring system. And I know people will be like, oh, that's so basic. But you'd be surprised. I get into draft rooms and people are asking me the scoring settings. Yeah. Like, really, man? Like, you got to prepare, man. Yeah, and that's what we're here to do. We're here right here to make sure that you are prepared and ready to roll. You may not take fantasy as serious as me and Adam Ronis do. You know what I'm saying? So we're here to help you. And you know what, Ronis? I want to start... You know, obviously training camp underwear and stuff like that. So I want to kind of look at some of these injuries that we're dealing with early and get your thoughts on how you would attack some of these players. I want to start with Jonathan Taylor because I think this is a unique uh, circumstance that he's getting ready to find himself in. Um, Okay, but let's not even get to the finances of it. Getting ready to team up with Anthony Richardson, who was named the starter, if I'm not mistaken. He'll be in the backfield. Shane Steichen offense, mobile quarterback, a dude who put up, a dude who had a tremendous season a couple years ago, 
on that fast track in Indy. Now, mobile quarterback, you probably catch the ball less. Could be a little bit of issue with um, the red zone, but in recent drafts over the weekend, he has fallen to the middle of the third round. How do you feel on Jonathan Taylor coming into the season? Uh, right now, I'm out on him. I have not drafted him in any league yet, and I have my concerns now. He really has no leverage here. It'll be shocking to see a trade happen, but I think you hit on a couple things. I think the other thing, too, is when Jonathan Taylor had the great season two years ago, they had a really good offensive line. It's not the same offensive line anymore. You mentioned the mobility of Richardson. So that's probably going to cut down maybe on some goal line touchdowns. He'll have some. Also, the lack of receptions, which is very important if you're playing in a full-point PPR league. Now, you could look at it and say, wow, third round's of value. So I haven't been faced with that decision yet. I am starting a best ball draft today. Um, so I already made my first pick in round one. So I'm going to see how fall he fares. You know, I might say, hey, late third round, maybe I'm going to take him. But right now, I have not drafting him yet and I do have concerns um, especially with the offensive line it isn't a great division uh, that's the other thing but I think right now I don't like a lot of the running backs up top man I just don't I think there's a lot of risk with many of them so I have found myself getting one in the first few rounds but I'm okay going receiver heavy in the early rounds uh, and I think that's a trend that we're seeing in a lot of the best ball drafts. And I don't know if that's just best ball and that changes in redraft leagues. The other things too, your home leagues, people draft different, you know, they're yeah. probably still going to go running back heavy. So that's the other thing to take into account, but I'm, I've kind of had the same strategy actually the last few years. And sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't uh, because one of the running backs that I had in the first few rounds last year, surrounded by wide receivers was Travis, Travis Etienne. And it was a slow start, and he didn't do what I thought in the passing game. But right now, um, I'm not really feeling Jonathan Taylor. So he'd have to fall pretty far for me to be interested at this point. I'm going to keep it right here with the running backs. But let's start with the, the this whole talk of, um, you know, I remember Cameron famously said, Jimmy, I'm going to move you out of 5-H. I feel like the running backs feel like they still live in 5-H. They're talking about the, the pay scale for the backs and stuff like that. But I look at it a little bit differently, Vaughn. So I'm like, well, wait a minute. Saquon Barkley made $21 million his rookie year. Running backs get their money early in their career. And then, obviously, with the wear and tear, you know, it tapers off. And we've seen Todd Gurley basically cripple an organization. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott didn't cripple Dallas, but they didn't get much better. Um, Alvin Kamara, still a good player. But you see the Saints went into the tank. Carolina had to trade McCaffrey after they gave him the big deal. What do you think about all this to do with the, the the running back pay scale? I see both sides of it. Obviously, from an owner's perspective, there's no way you would pay a running back. I mean, just look at the last Super Bowl champions. You don't see elite running backs taking him there. At the same, you mentioned Barkley though, but you know he's different. He was drafted very early. Yeah. You know, so the running backs that are drafted, you know, top ten, which we hardly see anymore, and I know Bijan Robinson's a rare exception, and even Gibbs went early. So, yeah, Robinson's going to get paid, but it's the other guys that, you know, have great years. They're not drafted early, and they're not getting paid. So I understand their frustration, but it's just like anything in the world, supply and demand. That's yep. what the market is. 100%. There's really nothing that can be done. 
And it does suck. You know, I feel bad for these guys. If I ever have a kid, which I might, I would not have them play running back. Would you have them pitch for the Mets? Well, yes. I want them to do it first. They would get hurt. They'll probably get hurt or suck. <laughs> so I would have them pitch for the Mets and then say, hey, please trade my kid so you can win a Cy Young. <laughs> um, you mentioned not really being that high on the early backs. Do so you have a problem with McCaffrey? I have not taken him yet, believe it or not, because you have to take him in the top three. Yeah. Generally. So I'm taking Jefferson, I'm taking Chase, I'm taking Tyree Kill. So the other thing to look at with McCaffrey, when he played with Elijah Mitchell, his touches went way down. And he can still be very effective because the 49ers are solid offensively, even though we're not sure who the quarterback is. I mean, it's probably going to be Brock Purdy, but. We'll see if he's healthy and ready to go. Indications are he will. But they also have so many weapons there. So McCaffrey's fine. It's just, you know, I don't want to take him with a top three, top four pick where generally you have to see him go. So there's a couple. I mean, I like B. John Robinson. I haven't gotten him yet. I almost got him. He went pick, I think he went pick 10, and I had pick 11. Okay. Damn it. Yeah. Um, And he, his... You know, his ADP, too, depends on, on where you're playing. But I think he's a guy that is really going to rise due to training camp. We've already seen highlights of him beating linebackers and corners. You know, the issue with him is how much is he involved in the passing game? And I think we'll it's going to be a lot, Ron. Right? It should be. We know like it's they want to run lot. the football. Yeah. So I definitely want some Bijan Robinson. I'm cool with Saquon Barkley. You know, I think the Giants offense should be better. They had nothing there last year. Barkley will be fine. Eckler, my concern is the change in offensive coordinator with Kellen Moore going there. We know they're going to open up the offense and throw more downfield. I mean, it was pathetic how Justin Herbert didn't take any shots downfield. It was everything was short. And we've already seen in training camp, and you know, we both know Kellen Moore from the Cowboys. Yes, we do. They're going to open it up in this offense. So that's the only concern I have with Eckler is, you know, he needs the touchdowns. And will he have as many receptions? I love Nick Chubb, man. I mean, I think Nick Chubb is the best running, pure running back in football. I completely agree with you. Mm-hmm. Like, from just a pure running back perspective, I think he is. I think the the concern, obviously, in recent years have been, okay, he's not involved in the passing game enough to put him in the top. Kareem Hunt is gone. So, hopefully, that allows Chubb to get more receptions because he can catch. He's yeah. a good receiving running back that just hasn't had the opportunity i think the offense will be better you know you kind of have to throw away what you saw from deshaun watson late last year you know he missed a lot of time he wasn't with the team the whole year a lot of cold weather games too so i think he'll improve i so i like that offense so nick chubb especially if you can get him in the second round i'm all in on that if you get an elite receiver i like tony pollard i know the, the concern for him, I guess, is can he handle a big workload? He was RB seven last year. Yeah, and I don't think I, th- I don't think he needs a big workload. I think he's that dynamic of a player to where the workload won't matter. He can be one of those type of players where less is more. You know what I'm saying? I was listening to Brian Schottenheimer talk about pushing him to that 300 carries. I don't think he'll get there, but I think he remains effective. And listen, Ronis, when you're averaging nine yards a catch, it's hard not to be uh, irrelevant for fan. It's hard not to be relevant for fantasy. Yeah, and I think what you hope is that they deploy him similar to Alvin Kamara, where you get 200 carries, but you're involved heavily in the pass game. So I know the 
narrative has been the Cowboys are going to run the ball more, but they're still going to pass, man. Yeah. So I like Pollard. Derrick Henry's always the tricky one. You know, I was out on him last year, and, you know, when he was healthy, he was great again. Maybe he's just one of those rare guys that just gets it done, and he was more involved in a passing game. Um, but, yeah, I mean, then you have the Josh Jacobs question, right? Is he going to be – with the team, is he? Oh, he'll be there, on the Let me on balance. Yeah, they told us he'll be there. And the but the other thing with that is, he had an insane workload last year, he did. and we were all wrong on Josh Jacobs, man. Yep. Like I had him in a couple spots on us. He actually almost took did me you to a championship. No, be honest, huh? Be honest. Did you want him when, when I said, took well, him? Here. When I drafted him, wrong? No, it was an auction. He came in at like seventeen dollars, and I said, how could I leave him here at this price? Right. It was no one wanted him. It goes back to the first preseason game where he got a lot of action. People were like, oh, that means the Raiders don't like him. I mean, clearly it was wrong. So I had no Josh Jacobs last year. But he's going to run it a lot. That's what we know. McDaniel's offense, he's going to tote that rock. He's going to run it a lot. So I do like him as an RB, too. I'm curious how you feel about Najee Harris. Because to me, last year, I was like, this guy's a volume guy, right? Yes. And mm-hmm. he was that. And then he had the foot injury, too. This year, he drops out the first round down to the third round. I like the way Kenny Pickett improved last year. I like Harris in the third round. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm okay if you – I haven't drafted him much either. The problem with him is he's just you, – like you said it, he needs volume. If he doesn't get volume, he's screwed. He's not a big, explosive back. He just doesn't break, break long plays. I know they've had offensive line issues, and they improved the offensive line this year. He's been under four yards per carry in each of his first two years. Last year, the receptions dropped a ton. He went from 74 to 41. They do like Jalen Warren. We did see him get involved a little bit. I think there's I like still Warren. I like Warren, too. Yeah, I like him, too. I like getting him, you know, late in drafts, uh, you know, double-digit rounds. You're going to take a lot of shots on running backs, especially if you don't invest heavily early in the running back position, which I tend not to do. I just take a lot of lottery tickets on, you know, those running backs. And, you know, sometimes you drop them week two, week three. You hope one of them hits, and injuries are going to happen. We're already seeing a ton of injuries early in training camp. We haven't even had games yet, and we've seen guys banged up already, so we know the injuries are going to come. Uh, but, yeah, Najee Harris, yeah, I guess it depends on the price. Um, I guess he's that, that boring player that sometimes we overlook. But any other – if you're looking at explosive plays and things like that, he just doesn't stand out. So, you know, he has played 17 games um, in each of the last two seasons. And that's one of the things that's definitely a strong uh, suit of his right there. Going back on this injury thing, obviously Joe Burrow with the calf strain, that's a big deal, especially this time of year, Ronis, because the Chase Burrow stack, if you're in a tournament, if you're in a high, if you're playing high stakes, if you're in some kind of tournament, you want to get that stack. I think outside of Mahomes and Kelsey, Chase and Burrow was probably the second most popular stack. You know what I'm saying? If you're going and trying to knock down a big one, pause. With that being said, how are you approaching both players, Burrow and Chase? I haven't changed them in my rankings yet. I guess the real test will be on Saturday, my super flex draft. I have picked 12. So if Burrow's there, do I take him? And I think I probably will. Yeah. You know, people, look, injuries are tricky. Sometimes if you lay off all the injured players, in the end, you probably win. But. Sometimes you have to take a little risk, and we still have a little more than a month until the season begins. So as long as 
it's not a serious calf injury. To me, the risk is him coming back a little bit too soon. And rupturing and his Achilles. That's the key. Yeah. Um, and it's so funny. The day that the injury happened for Burrow, he had mentioned, this is the first time I'm going to have a full training camp. Because he hasn't. He had the appendectomy. The appendectomy and then the, yeah. the, um, the ACL. And then it was yeah. the COVID year when he started. Right. Yeah. So he hasn't had that full training camp. And he was like, I'm excited. And now he's not going to have it. I don't think it's a big deal. I think Burrow is that guy, man. I think so, like, too, Ronis. He's going to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wins, period. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And, you know, he took that team to the AFC Championship game two years in a row, despite all odds, going into, you know, going you know, last year going into Buffalo and getting it done in Buffalo. You know what I'm saying? So I feel real good about it. I'm on Chase. I'm on Burrow. I like Burrow a lot this year. Now, you got to pay up to get Burrow. And obviously, Ronis, me and you have been doing this for years, and we come from that 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 thought process of wait on your quarterback. I'll be honest, this year I'm jumping up and I'm going to get the 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 Burrows. I'm going to get the Hurts. I'm going to get the Mahomes and the Jackson. What about you? Yeah, I think you kind of have to at this point. Um, could it work that you wait on quarterback and get someone? Sure, right? Like I had one league last year where I picked up Geno Smith off the waiver wire. Okay, that's not going to happen all the time. Uh, so that's the real issue. And I think people also have gotten more smart because the running quarterback, we usually always got one late, right? I mean, even even Mahomes early in his career, he was a, a QB2. Um, Lamar Jackson, um, Hurts. But last year you had to pay up for Hurts. You know, Hurts was one of my quarterbacks in that super flex league. I got him at pick 10, so I spent a first-round pick on him. So, yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, you, you got her two runs, Allen, Lamar Jackson, these guys at Fields. They're all going early. You got to pay the price tag. So I kind of want to get a top eight quarterback if I can. I'm fine with Deshaun Watson. Are you fine with two, Deshaun I, Watson as your starter? Yes, I think Ronis, he has that's a really good You know, like, Ronis, listen, I love what? Deshaun Watson. He looked terrible last year. Again, like it looked like it was more than Russ. So you think that he stopped going to the massage parlor? <laughs> Ronis, I'm sure he didn't do that. Okay. <laughs> he just got somebody to, to keep their mouth shut now. <laughs> if I Look, if I miss out on those top guys, I'm fine with him. And obviously, you know, I'll get a backup. Like, um, I actually like Daniel Jones. Like, what's wrong with Daniel Jones? Well, I know you hate the Giants. I do, too. Yeah. But we have to be honest. He... he Ran a ton last year. He had no weapons and still finished as a QB1. Well, listen. If I know like they Darren brought in a 1,000 receivers. Yeah. But I do like Darren Waller. So I think I like Waller Darren really Waller helps this offense. So if you like, so I ask you this. If you like Daniel Jones, do you like Anthony Richardson? Because I think Richardson's ceiling. I mean, I think Richardson floors Daniel Jones. I do like him. I don't have him ranked as a QB1. I Actually, it's so funny you said that because one of the best ball drafts I just did, my quarterbacks are Jones and Richardson. There you go. So, um, yeah, but look, the thing with Richardson is I don't think you want him as a QB1 in case. In case he sucks, right? Him. Yeah, I right. know, right? <laughs> and it depends on what you draft. I know, I think an underdog, he's uh, his ADP is a QB1, which I can't do. But, again, that's best ball, and people are shooting for that $3 million first-place prize. No so doubt. they're going to draft a little bit more aggressively. I think in other leagues – you might be able to get him as like a QB2 as your backup. And I think that's ideal because if he does take off, because we know what running quarterbacks can do. We saw with Justin Fields last year. The guy hardly passed. And look what he did on the ground and was a tremendous asset for fantasy teams. So 
But yeah, there's definitely risk with a lot of those other quarterbacks in that range. Um, I do like. I think Tua. he's QB. He's going off the board NFFC over the course of the last week in the NFFC the National Fantasy Football Championship. He's going off the board as QB seventeen. Oh wow. Okay. See, yeah. Diff- well, I get maybe. Do you think part of that is six points for a passing? Six points for the passing well? touchdown. One QB league. Six points for the passing touchdown. And then this is still in the NFFC. You still got real veteran drafters drafting right now, so they're probably going to be a little bit slower to Richardson. Yeah, they're also taking Hurts, Mahomes. They're taking those guys really early. Yes, like you're seeing them go. The elite quarterbacks going round two or three. So I think it could also be once you have Hurts, Mahomes, Al, Lamar, Burrow, Lawrence, you're probably not taking a backup early. No, nope, right? exactly. You're rolling with those. Maybe Burrow. Maybe because of the injury, maybe you do push someone up. But if you have Hurts, Mahomes, that's – and I always used to say this because I watch these industry leagues. These guys take Hurts, Mahomes, Allen, and they take a backup. Uh, in a 16-round draft, I'm like, what wasting are you doing? draft you, cap. Dude, it is so – so if you guys are watching – because I've always – I tweeted this the other day. To me, roster construction is something I look at. You can't, just, you can't just pick players. You right. have to build a team. Right. That's how I know who's a good player. And when I see someone take – a QB1, like Hurts, Mahomes, Allen, and then take another quarterback in round 10 or 11, um, you just don't know what you're doing. It's like you don't know who to pick next. Why are you doing that for? You know, don't say to make a trade. We all know no one trades for quarterbacks because we know we can find someone on the waiver wire. So especially if you're doing a draft now in August, right, in a 16-round draft, you're going to have a lot of injuries. I want as many running back lottery tickets on that roster. Why am I going to take a backup quarterback if I have Lamar Jackson? He's playing for me every week. Don't say, well, he could get hurt. You can't play like that. If I was Lamar Jackson, if I draft Lamar Jackson, I would draft Tyler Huntley. You know what I'm saying? I'll, well, at some point, I'll a, stash But that's Tyler in Huntley. a league with 20 rounds, though, right? Yeah, yeah. You're not going to do it for 16 rounds. No, no, for 16, not. And especially in August, you have a month to go. So why... Okay, is Kirk Cousins a better player than RB60? Yes, but RB60 could have an injury in front of him and all of a sudden becomes a starting running back. Now you don't have to go spend 50% of your fab budget. He's and already on your thing. roster. Exactly, exactly. That quarterback is going to come off the off – the, is, is, is You're going to cut that guy. Cheaper. I say it yeah. every year. I, I watch the teams. I'm like, oh, that guy's going to get cut. And what happens? Week six, the guy cuts him. Yep, just like that. You know what I'm saying? Another player um, dealing with an injury uh, coming into the season. This New York Jet team is interesting, but uh, Brees Hall is a guy that got off to a good start last year. A lot of people like him. Uh, looks like they they talk about bringing Dalvin Cook in there. So we don't really know. They say hey, he should be ramped up and ready to go for week one possibly, but we don't know if we can believe that. How are you attacking Brees Hall right now? Hall is going in about uh, mid to late fourth round. I mean, that's a better price. I thought he was going to go earlier. I mean, look, there's always the risk of players coming off the ACL tear. Now, he is a younger guy. Uh, we've already seen Javante Williams. They're saying he looks good. He doesn't want to take a day off of practice. That's fine, but it's different when you get into a game. Different so, playing games. Yep. Yeah, so right now, I have not drafted Breesall. And I had him in a league last year. You know, I think he easily would have won Rookie of the Year. He was looking great. Uh, I've stayed away so far. Uh, so the thing is, I only see his price going up at this point. Because if they don't bring in Dalvin Cook and he looks fine and he's good to start the year, pe- people are just excited about this Jets team. They really you are. Know what I'm saying? They, they expect him to win the Super Bowl. Or no, not win the Super Bowl, but 
I seen people picking them to win a division. I'm like, you know, Ronas, I think they can win the division too. And not because I think the Jets are great. I think Buffalo might be a fraud. I think Buffalo probably takes a step back. I'm worried about them. You know, maybe I'm overreacting, but it feels like they've had opportunities here. I mean, the loss two years ago to the Chiefs was as devastating a loss I can remember. Yep. They were up with eight seconds left, bro. (laughs) Like, how do you lose that game? They figured out a way to lose it. What I I don't like is they played in the AFC Divisional Round game in the middle of January. We knew that Diggs and Allen had a bad day. They come back six months later and they still fighting? What is going on? You see, to me, that says something else is going on inside that locker room. Could be. And they can't run the football. You know, Allen's their best runner. I love James Cook, though. But Allen's their best runner. He is. I mean, Cook could be interesting now, especially with Naheem Hines out. So I'm kind of warming up to him. But yeah, I'm I'm with you on Buffalo. I think Miami could be really good. I know it comes down to Tua. Yeah, that that think, that's what that's what scares me off Miami. You're anti Tua, right? I'm not anti Tua. I don't know if he can stay healthy. I know that's a concern, and I think Nick Saban talked about it that Tua just has to he stays in the pocket too long and takes big hits, and it's something that he has got to get rid of the football quicker. But that offense, when he was healthy. Is just so they dynamic. Was, they were humming when they were healthy. Yeah. Now, that offensive line that got two quarterbacks hurt last year. Yeah. Bridgewater got banged up bad, too. Yeah, he did. Um, so, yeah, two is going to have to get rid of the football. I mean, we'll see if Dalvin Cook comes in. But I think they have a lot of ability. I know the Jalen Ramsey injury really hurts them a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's, that's an interesting division. So, look, the Jets were really good last year defensively. And if they just had any competent quarterback – would have made the playoffs. And that's the thing. They don't need Aaron Rodgers to play to his MVP level. They just need him to be competent and run the offense. Their schedule, though, is absolutely brutal, man. The schedule I think it, is brutal. And I think it hurts them from a, you know, because everyone, I have the Jets' defense ranked way lower than most people because how are you starting the Jets' defense early on? They have the Bills, the Cowboys, the Patriots, the Chiefs. Like maybe the Patriots game you start them. Um, maybe, well, you know, they actually did a pretty – didn't they do a pretty good job against the Bills last year? Yeah, I think they did. They did play well against the Bills last year. And I think they'll be – and I mean, I think they'll be solid. I, I, what I worry about with the Jets, I worry about, I worry about their head coach, and I worry about the culture of the team with that head coach. But we've seen Rodgers be able to be the overall leader in Green Bay down the stretch. You know what I'm saying? You, 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 Ronis was so funny to me. He gave the Jets back $35 million. He wouldn't give Green Bay back a penny. He hated Green Bay, yo. He seems like yeah. a different person altogether now. Yeah, I wonder what it is. I mean, I've heard, though, that he loves Hackett because Hackett's the only one who lets him do what he wants. Yeah, well, I tend to like people to let me do what they want, what I want to do, too. <laughs> Have you found many of those? <laughs> <laughs> Not lately, you know what I'm saying, but... I'm getting my Zion Williams on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, another interesting running back. Yo, man, J.K. Dobbins is so good. Yes. But I'm like, right now he's going off the board at 6'1". This guy's in the sixth round. Baltimore running back in the sixth round. If he's healthy, he can really go. Contract year for him. I got him in one team, Ronis, as an RB2, and I'm scared to death. Yeah, so weeks ago, I was all in on Dobbins. I was like, he came back last year, 
And you could tell he wasn't 100%. Remember that long run? And he, and he was limping. limping. He was carrying his leg. And he still was putting up good numbers. Yep. So I was like, yeah, I want J.K. Dobbins. Now I've backed off a little bit, obviously. Um, I don't know. You could talk about the other running backs, but how does J.K. Dobbins demand anything? What have you done in your career? <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, he saw he's flashes averaged, of what he could be. Right. He's averaged 5.7 yards per carry in his career. That's great, but you... You know, you have 226 career carries, yeah. man. That's you know like I mean? a season for a lot of running backs. Yeah, so you don't deserve to get paid yet. Now, he's been very efficient. You mentioned this offense. I really like the Ravens offense this year with Monk and coming in. I think you're going to see Lamar Jackson have a big year. So, yeah, Dobbins is a guy that in the early best ball drafts, I was like, I think round five I was getting. I'm like, yep, sign me up because I can get a running back, three receivers, and then get RB2 like Dobbins around five. I'm in. Now I have to back off a little bit, man. But I think if he is on the field and healthy, I think he could have a monster year. I know he's not heavily involved in the pass game, but I think he'll make up for it with efficiency and touchdowns. I mean, again, last year, he wasn't completely healthy and averaged 5.7 yards a carry. Yeah, I like him. I'm going for him. He's going to be one of those risky picks that if he pops, he can really help you uh, establish yourself and win the league. Um, and win your league, but if not, he can really just be something to hamstring you. You got to be careful with him. I would not want to be overexposed to J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, I, I have to, I have to agree with that now, man, because uh, we got to see him on the field. So you know, Ron, it's like with Hard Knocks is getting ready to start in a couple weeks, right? And obviously, a lot of the teams they want to duck Hard Knocks and stuff like that. But if you ever go on YouTube and Search your favorite NFL team. Most of them already have docu-series going on. And I remember over the summer, I was watching the Carolina Panthers docu-series. And I, they, they was actually had the cameras rolling the day they brought Miles Sanders in. And the coach, Coach Wright, and uh, the general manager, I can't think of the general manager's name right now, skips my mind. They were talking to Sanders. And he was like, and they said to Sanders, listen, we want to get you back to that 50 reception mark that you were that you had when you were in Philadelphia. And he said, okay, I'm with that. And I was like, oh, boy. Now I think Miles Sanders' son can be a very sneaky running back this year. And I like Carolina, too. Yeah, it's funny. Like, that division is so wide open. I think Carolina yeah, I wins think, it. I think they could. I think Atlanta could win it. So I think it's – but, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Carolina won it. So I think that's a good division if you're looking to maybe get some plus odds at a decent – number uh, I think that's a good division and you just figure out your team obviously you're on Carolina yeah no I like Sanders too man I know sometimes he wasn't great in the passing game um, Philadelphia obviously didn't have a lot of confidence in him but we did see a couple years ago where he had that that big season um, where he had he caught 50 passes as a rookie and then they didn't really involve him as much but that's the key man if he's he was another guy too that was a value last year that people were off and then he had a career-high 259 carries. Uh, obviously, Philadelphia was uh, the elite offense yeah, in the NFL. Um, but Sanders throughout his career, he averages five yards per carry. So if he's going to get the workload. Um, and again, I think this Carolina team, too, can be better than people think. I know they kind of have mediocre wide receivers. Uh, but, yeah, I do like Sanders, uh, especially for where you can get him. Yeah, he's a guy I'm going to be in on. Uh, Talking, uh, this is listening to Fantasy Foes right here on the Cloud 10 Network. Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, and my man Adam Ronis. Jameer Gibbs, 311 ADP. 
he's talking about, man, I've never caught the ball this much in my life. And I'm like, what? You know what I'm saying? You giving away. Shh. Keep that down, Gibbs. Dynamic <laughs> yeah. player. Much like we thought Swift was, to be honest. You know what I'm saying? Dynamic player. Dynamic offense. I just don't want to get too hyped up about Gibbs like I did with Swift. Because I look at them as a similar style player. I guess it's going to come down to is Gibbs tougher than Swift? Does Gibbs have a little bit more? Do they like him more than they like Swift, basically? What do you think about Jameer Gibbs, and especially at 311? I'm in. Yeah, I'm definitely in, man. I did a recent draft where I got him around four. Nice. So I know the I know the price is going up, and it about to say that if, if he if he break a big run I, in yeah. preseason, you can forget about it. I know. I was just going to say the same thing. We all know how this goes, and this, even now, I mean, we are getting highlights every day from training camp, and people are overreacting, and the price is going up. So, so yeah, he he is definitely someone I want, especially in the PPR format. I'm definitely looking at him. This is look, and, and Montgomery is going to be good too. Uh, now, yeah. I think I think the Lions had 23 rushing touchdowns last year from their running backs. That's not going to repeat. But either way, Montgomery is going to be like that Jamal Williams. So he'll be a boring guy that you can get round eight that I'm fine with, too. Uh, but I do like Gibbs. Uh, this offense is good. Um, and the Lions love him. It's clear. And usually when a running back gets drafted this early, he was 12th overall, you're heavily involved. And... Uh, yeah, so I'm definitely I'm definitely in on Gibbs. You mentioned uh, David Montgomery. He comes over from Chicago, joins a division rival, the Detroit Lions. Um, I'm gonna see how you feel about Montgomery or Montgomery or Swift. Montgomery. Montgomery or James Connor. Connor. He's just gonna get a monster workload. Montgomery or James Cook. Uh, right now, Montgomery. That could change. Montgomery or Pacheco? Uh, Montgomery right now, slightly. Montgomery or Alexander Madison? Madison. Okay. Montgomery or Pierce? Pierce. Okay. So that's that's about where I think uh, we're about the same place on that. Why do you like... So you you're really in on Montgomery. You like him? No, no, I'm not in. I have him like outside, okay. outside the RB two range. Okay, I'm just saying he's so Swift is outside the RB two range for you too. As yeah, well. because of the you know you don't the know. workload. Yeah. You know, like it's and the health. I mean, look, I think Swift is. You know, there's always like a few players where we go, hey, if it breaks right, like Swift, if it breaks right, it could be really good in that offense, right? But. You know, okay, here's the thing. When you bring in a player like Swift, his obvious value is in the passing game. So do you change the offense a little bit? No, why would Hertz you change? Is not checking down. Yeah. So Hurts is not checking down a running back. No, exactly. So, no, I agree. I think Rashad Penny, who you can get rounds later, who may be even off the board in most places, Ronis. Rashad Penny I'm seeing in rounds 9-10. Yeah, I'd take a shot. Yeah, I, mean, I would take a shot you, with Penny before look, I pay what a is it? price. We know health is the biggest issue for him, but he's always been good on a per-play basis. Whatever he is on the field, he's great. That is keeping the price down because everyone's – the first thing you bring – oh, Rashad Penny. What is everyone going to say? Oh, he's hurt all the time. I don't want him. Well, you're not paying a high price tag for him. He's in a great offense. So – yeah, he does get dinged in a PPR. He needs to play flag football. 
He would be great at flag. <laughs> he would be excellent. He would be the man <laughs> at flag football. He'd make the thirteen million dollars a year. <laughs> Probably, yeah. If there's, but once contact gets involved, that's it. He's uh, he's not going to play a full season. Nice. So, how many leagues you plan on doing this year? How many drafts you plan on having in the month of August? Oh man, probably a lot. I mean, I'm already. I I don't know. I usually wind up between twelve and fifteen with Fab, which is just a ton, man. Because those Tuesdays and Wednesdays are a nightmare. No, that's a lot. That's tough, right there. You know what I'm saying? And what are you guys every do? year? I say I'm gonna cut it down. I'm gonna cut it yeah, down. I'm gonna cut do. it down. And then you, then I'm counting eight, nine, ten. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, I need somebody to help me run Fab. You know what I mean? So, uh, listen, it's fun and it's it's it's, it's a blessing to have an opportunity to do so and to do this and to do so professionally. You know what I'm saying? But it can be get to be a little bit. Before we get out of here, I want to talk back about where we started, right? And we mentioned the open the program talking about B. John Robinson. Do we be in year one? Uh, in year one, right? And what I would say is right now, Robinson on Bet MGM is 30 to 1 to win the Offensive Player of the Year. Do you think wow, he's that good that this is. year? That, that 30 to 1 is a that, that's fantastic odds for somebody who may have the most yards from scrimmage in the NFL this year. Yeah, you know, because usually that award is non-quarterback. Exactly. Right? It was Jefferson last year. <sighs> that is a good price. I haven't even looked that deep into it yet for that. 30 to 1, that's pretty interesting. I mean, that's what you're looking for. You're yeah. looking for a long shot, you know. I mean, even Jefferson. Was Jefferson, I think he was like 22 to 1 last year, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think. So, yeah, I mean, I guess that's possible. I mean, the fantasy community certainly believes it. Yeah, no doubt. You know what I'm saying? So that's a little hint right there. You know what I'm saying? If you want to hop in on that, on some sports betting, on some wagering, I would look at that um, 30 to 1 for Bijan because I like Bryce Young to win the Offensive Rookie of the Year, and I think Bijan can give the Offensive Player of the Year award a run. But that is Episode 1 of Fantasy Foes right here on the Cloud 10 Network with Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, and my man Adam Ronis. When we get up with you the next time, talk about some quarterbacks and look at some wide receivers and get you the latest news from NFL training camps for you. Adam Ronis is Corey Parson, the fantasy executive. We are out.